0: Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, that means you're listening in at Tiger Paw Radio, so thank you very much for tuning in there as well. Uh, you notice I got my game shirt on today. One of my favorite games of all time is uh, Centipede. And that's because today we are going to be talking about gamification. And um, I was actually watching uh, somebody play a certain game, which you can see the name of in the background there, uh, Red versus Blue, and it completely fascinated me. I'm, and I'm not going to give any more uh, than that away. Lucky to have Clint uh, Dungeon on today. And Clint, I always let my guests introduce themselves uh, because nobody knows you like yourself. So please introduce yourself or audience.
1: Hi, uh, thanks for having me. And I I would argue that my wife probably knows me better than myself. Um, So, you know, uh, yeah, so I've been in, you know, whether you want to call it InfoSec, cybersecurity, system security, whatever uh, nomenclature acronym we want to call it this decade. We've been doing that since about, uh, well, let's just call it for more than 25 years. And um, I started in the Air Force where, It was kind of an additional duty you know back when i was in the air force we didn't have computers on every desk and and you know we still had token ring networks with bnc connectors and and, you know twisted pair what so uh that's where i kind of got my start but when i got out of the air force i worked for a small isp uh there and really didn't get my, my I would say, true start in cybersecurity. Really, in the industry, I faked it up until the point where I got in uh, a contract job with Symantec, where I got to write code for their IDS. I was an SQA analyst, and I started out testing their IDSs, and then eventually got to write some code for their, their um, IDSs and things like that. So, that's where I got my true start. And the rest after that is kind of a, a hodgepodge of doing services. I got started in, in, in uh, industrial cybersecurity, uh, cyber risk management, cybersecurity, whatever you don't call it. I've got some opinions on that. But I started that in 2003 and have pretty much been doing that exclusively for my entire career. I've got to work with or for or in some capacity for pretty much every oil and gas company and major um, you know, I guess all just let's call it pretty much every major oil and gas company and a lot of electric utility. Over the course of the last several years doing mostly red team work consulting and things like that and then uh somewhere along the way i was the lead author of hacking exposed industrial control systems and that's why i've got that so narcissistically put in my over my uh shoulder there in the background and then i uh which we'll get into creating did a creating red versus blue
0: yeah which is wonderful <coughs> And the first time i saw it it was actually uh, matt lee from pax apes uh, I just tuned into LinkedIn uh, one evening, you know, checking out my uh, my stream and there he was live. And I was like, what's he doing live this time of day? And, you know, tuned in and watched him actually playing. And it just struck me as uh, such an interesting way to um, get across education about, you know, these different threats that are continuing to evolve. And uh, when I went on your website and started looking at things about how, and I'll let you get into explaining what it is, but that it's not just for cybersecurity experts, that it can be used for other folks to get more familiar with what's going on out there as well. So so let's talk about that. You can also see the uh, red uh, versus blue sign in the background there. And it is one of the most interesting uses of gamification that I've seen uh, so far for training. So can you please explain how you actually got into gamifying this? Like what was the inspiration? Yeah, back around 2013,
1: we were doing training for, or we're creating training courses for um, ICS OT, cybersecurity training. And we needed, we wanted just a better way to provide feedback than just the HMI screens or just, you know, regular command line readouts. So we were wanting to create actual process environments and wondering how to replicate process environments rather than just put. You know, a PLC and some blinking lights on a table because that didn't scale well. We're trying to figure out how to do it remotely, and <clears throat> we just had the idea that you know, gaming engines and modern gaming technology replicates that stuff really well. I mean, there's a there's one a one version of Grand Theft Auto where you can run around and literally shoot up a, a power plant, you know, and or a substation. And we're sitting there going, "Well, that's it right there." I mean, if you can blow up a power station and and Grand Theft Auto, why can't we do it? you know, for training. <laughs> and so we started down the road of learning how to create, uh, we, well, we became, at that point, we became game programmers and we learned how to develop gaming environments where we could replicate these game these things. And uh, at one point, we actually had a full process environment where you can control it with real, real world PLCs and things like that. And um, there just really wasn't a use case for that. And, and at that point, it wasn't game, game, gamification. At that point, it was using gaming technology to simulate environments and the use case wasn't there. But one day, Michael Farnham, who was the, one of the co-founders of USECCon, came to me and he says, you know, cause I've, I'd been doing red versus blue training for a while or red team versus blue team. And he says, Hey, can you, um, can you come and do a, a red team versus blue team training for USECon? like, sure. Can you do it in one day? Huh? I'm like, are you kidding me? You want me to do a red team versus blue team training in a single day? And I thought about it and I went to my, uh, one of my co-founders, Aaron, who's my lead developer. And I said, hey, you know, would it be possible to do something? We, we took reference from Kaspersky's Kips at one time, which is a, a, a board game. And I said, could we do something like Kips, but make it red team and blue team and just make it strategic and real high level? So we can't teach red team, blue team te- uh, techniques at that detailed level in one day, but we can make it like risk. For but, but or a board game or a card game, like and, and we still get the point across. You're like, yeah. So we created an alpha in eight weeks and presented it at uh, the training there at Houston. And it was a success. People went nuts over it. There were people from different universities and everything. They're like, you should do this. And so, thus began. That's how we got into gamification. And really, it's game-based simulation training. Gamification is the is is really kind of taking points and badges and stuff and added that to anything. And so, what we are doing is actually game based. We're actually using a computer game to teach uh, cybersecurity. So that's that's how it's ha- how it happened, and the rest is history.
0: Yeah, I love it, and it it reminds me of, like you said, risk, right? Which is, a, you know, game that the longer you play it, um, you know, the the more you can take over, and kind of the richer the experience gets, right? Yep, yep. And certainly for users, I know that when you look at a lot of the uh, incidents that happen in uh, cybersecurity, a lot of it is duping users, right? It's, a lot of it is. You know getting people to give up credentials or to click things they shouldn't you know kind of etc right so maybe you can talk a little bit about how uh the game actually helps with that like what what does it actually address what's the game look like
1: yeah so um we actually have two kind of models in mind when we developed it and, and one was the beginners the people who want to get into cybersecurity, um the people because what this really does is it, it really helps because it's so so high level and it's point and click, right? There's no command line stuff. It helps anyone of any skill level with no prior experience put together the concepts or reinforce the concepts that they're learning in a class or something like that, right? Um, and so that's one thing. It, it introduces at the very beginner levels, um, you know, what all these concepts are. So if you, have I mean, perfect example, my wife who only knows... Enough cybersecurity through osmosis, or when I talk in my sleep, and you know, you know, had not known anything about it. Um, She's a computer user; she's a, a typical office end user, and was playing the game. And after a couple hours, was coming to me with questions like. You know, so when w- at what point does the cost benefit ratio uh, turn over or flip from doing your vulnerability assessments versus implementing your threat monitoring and da And she's talking like a CISO, and I was like, "That's it. That's you know that that's the point right there is that so? From an end user perspective, um, now we 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 do have some other modules and things like that we're doing to to differ the in the end user per- space because most end users don't necessarily need this this broad cybersecurity program um perspective but you know the way that companies purchase end user whatever or whatever that doesn't fit the paradigm but i mean if my wife can learn cybersecurity to that level just by playing the game then it works very well for the the end user perspective and that's how it works because you're playing a game and you're learning these concepts and you're learning the big picture and how they fit so um even though the industry would say, well, it's not really the typical paradigm of an end user awareness training, it actually does work for that. And then the other end is obviously just you know IT professionals or cybersecurity professionals because this helps you get the big picture. This helps you understand how a cybersecurity program works, all the correlations of how you uh, counter vulnerabilities. But I think the biggest thing is and why this works and how this works. Is the red team blue team aspect, right? Cybersecurity isn't set it and forget it. You don't just put your cybersecurity controls out there and say, okay, I'm good, you know, easy bake oven. Um, you know, you're an active adversary is constantly always trying to work against you. And so that's why it's important to have the that red team, blue team. So why whether it's our, our red team, blue team AI or it's a, a human, there's always somebody working against you, just like real life. And of course, insert Sun Tzu quote here. You know, you have to understand your adversary in order to be able to defend effectively against your adversary. So that's why we want we think it's important for everybody to understand the red team side so that they understand the hacker side, whether you're a blue teamer or beginner or not. So long winded explanation, but I'm sorry.
0: Well, not at all. And uh, I'll make sure uh, I'll bug you for some screenshots uh, afterward as well to be able to insert into the video for folks that are uh, that are actually watching this and uh, i really do love that concept of it it never stops right that the threat actors that the threats out there um are continuing to evolve um that they're not uh sleeping at the wheel and uh it is not a set and forget world and i and i think for users and organizations company-wide to have a fun way to learn that and to learn what those threats look like you know is uh, is just invaluable right because there is nothing worse than the dreaded you know, training, right? Because everybody wants <laughs> to train everybody on everything. So you generally have to take a day or two days out of your working life, right? Uh To go sit down and, you know, see this training or take this training and it, and everyone wants them to do it. So it just yeah. becomes such so a frustrating experience, but to have it as a game, like to be able to actually say, no, nope, I got a couple hours tonight. I'm going to, you know, just log in after dinner and, you know, start playing around. I mean, that changes the game, right? Yeah, pun intended. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, um, you know, the world is changing, I talked about the threats and the threat actors never sitting still or complacent. In your experience, what are some of the most pressing cybersecurity challenges for the year ahead and are they being addressed in the game as well?
1: So, first and foremost, you know, I think that the most pressing threat for organizations is the same as it has been since the beginning and it remains the the human the end user. And you know, the most common threat vectors still remain the human factor, whether it's through social engineering, clickbait, watering hole attacks, it's it's all spear phishing, email phishing. It's still the most commonly exploited attack vectors still remain those human-based threat vectors. And you know, we see that so prevalently because ransomware is the hottest thing right now ransomware campaigns and and, and and that all of your entry vectors you know i think over the last couple of years TrickBot has remained the most common entry vector tool uh to trick users and use as a launching point and and so or in in, in, in and tools like that right for the for the adversary and the, it because that, that's obviously a challenge because there's a reason why that's still the most prevalent attack vector because it works and it still works. And so, you know, I think, and yes, it's addressed in the game because in the game we have, you know, we have elements in there like implement security awareness training, you know, implement your basic blocking, tackling, do all these things, implement upskilling your cybersecurity skills training. And then you see that reflected through the game on how it counters social engineering. So uh, in, in the game, as the red team, you can, do social engineering attacks, spear, fix, spear phishing attacks, U.S. malicious USB drops and these things. And so as you go through the game, you, the blue team starts to see like, well, as I implement multi-factor authentication, as I implement, which protects users, right? Uh, from uh, social engineering, spear phishing attacks, password attacks, these kinds of things. As I implement security awareness training, you start to see how that becomes more and more difficult for the red team to pull off. And so, um, you know, all of these aspects these easy attack vectors the low hanging fruit yeah they're addressed in the game but there's no lower hanging fruit than the end user and it's it's a problem it has been a problem and it continues to be a problem and you know if i may you know that's the reason why we just what you said right nobody nobody wants to do the security awareness training it's just a point and click exercise i just have to do it and it's the same year in year out and nobody really learns anything. Or if they do learn, it's just something mundane. And then you either learn and you don't care, right? You don't know how it impacts you really, because it's the company, you know. And so, um, you know, it's the company's problem, not my problem, right? And so that's the reason why we developed red versus blue to make it fun, to make it interesting, to make it engaging and memorable, because you know, beyond the psychological impact and 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 just the psychological reasons and scientific, you know, backed reasons on why gamification is more effective for learning it um, it's just fun and you know, and, and it makes people want to do it. And so, you know, and I'm not saying all of this because of, you know, because I pitch red versus blue, right. I I don't sell red versus blue. I created red versus blue and I created red versus blue because this is what I believe, you know? And so, yeah, that's the main problem uh, is, is the end in, in, in user. And it's going to be a challenge until we change the way that we address that through, different training and, and, and making it, I guess, memorable and make it stick and make it impactful and immersive for the end user.
0: I love it. And, uh, you know, that's the thing, we are a world of people and that's what companies are made of, right? So the people aren't going away. So, you know, the education has to, you know, continue to evolve. And, and I love this idea of just making it fun, right? Why can't we yep. experience so uh, kudos to you on that. Hey, um, we're at that point in the interview now, I call it the impossible question. So if you only had one piece of advice that you could give to providers when it comes to cybersecurity for their customers, uh, what would that be? That's pretty easy.
1: I kind of already sort of addressed that, which is, you know, find a better way. And again, this is not a sales pitch. This is what I truly believe. That's why I do this. Uh, You know, it's find a better way to train your end users in a way that works. And I don't care. I don't care if you use red versus blue or not. Yet, red versus blue is one single way, and I, I and I think uh, red versus blue is not the only way, right? I mean, if you want to upskill your users out there, you have companies out there that would that use games as training. So, you know, you have Circadence, which is. I see a game kind of game based CTF style. You have World of Haiku that just came out, which is a cyberpunk video game um, that teaches. And again, all these are more command line tools. You're going to, these are more for upskilling the hard skills. But gamification and game based learning is on the rise. And I say, just explore the world out there, explore the world of options for training, step outside of the box and do something different than your stupid typical end user awareness training and campaigns and PowerPoint slides and quarterly emails and messages. And, you know, you know, even phishing campaigns are great, right? I mean, so the phishing training out there, which we don't do, and I'm saying do it, you know, get somebody to do that kind of thing. um, You know, it's great, but that's not the only thing, right? Phishing uh, emails and campaigns and uh, uh, those, those sort of automated programs, even if they're gamified, they're not the only thing, right? There's a whole multitude of different ways to train your end users. But it, I think it's important to A, make sure your end users want to do it. It's not just, I'm going to click through the same videos over and over again. Make sure it's interesting for your end users. You need to immerse them in a situation so that they're emotionally involved with the context and so that it's memorable. When you, when you connect emotion with the context, it makes it more memorable. That's how our memories work. Um, and if you think about it, Anytime, you know mo- your most prevalent memories you have are tied to some strong emotions usually, yeah. and so, and so you need to involve you know uh, immerse and involve your end users in something emotional uh, with the kind, con- and you, you don't even have to pay for programs to do this right. You can create exercises yourself and create your own games if you want. You know, they're perfect one uh, one thing that's really fun, um, and there's a free version. It's called CrowdPurr crowdpur.com, I think it's with two R's, crowdpur.com um, lets you create your own custom like game night style trivia and Jeopardy and stuff like that. Even just stuff like that, where you just have cybersecurity questions in the form of trivia, and you get everybody in a room, maybe do a lunch and learn and make it fun. You know, So there's tons of different ways out there, not just red versus blue, to gamify your learning experience. And I think once you do that, you're going to make it more memorable. Their learning retention is going to be there, and then finally, you have to make users care. You have to make them under, Okay, great, it was fun. I know this, but you know what? I don't. It, it's a pain in the butt to do this two-factor authentication thing. It's a pain in the butt to not click this or whatever. You have to make the users care about. You know why does it matter to them? And so by putting them in an immersive story, well, maybe in the way that we do it, Red versus Blue is we make them responsible for cybersecurity. We make the end user responsible for cybersecurity so that you see that when your actions, and, we, and basically what we can do is guilt for the most part, is like, you know what, you failed. Look, you got your company hacked and all this stuff like that. But it, at least maybe they see the broader picture of like, my individual actions affect the company in this way. And so it's those, those all of those factors, I think, is kind of how you solve it, at least in my microcosm.
0: I love it. That is great advice. And uh, in respect, obviously, for your time, I want to thank you very much for doing the interview today. And if you could, uh, I know that folks are going to be wondering where can I find Red versus Blue? Threatgen.com.
1: It's real simple. So here's a hint. Um, It's, uh, and I I guess you'll have a link in the comments or the link in the and everything like here, but it's easy to find Threatgengen.com. And also, the game is available on steam it's it's a consumer version so it's it's not feature rich like the pro version but the game is available on steam just search for threation on steam
0: okay that's wonderful and again cannot thank you enough and for everybody that is tuned in today for another episode uh, either on tiger tube or on tiger radio we can't thank you enough uh, there's lots of learning content here so make sure you subscribe and never miss another episode and until next time keep learning thanks And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.